Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. Scripture. The Holy Spirit is the agency of the Godhead that brings regeneration. When we get saved, to be saved, Holy Spirit is present. When a person receives Christ as their Savior, the Holy Spirit is the member of the Godhead bringing to life the dead. Jesus paid for it with his blood, and he enforces it with his resurrection. And Holy Spirit was at resurrection when Jesus was being raised from the dead. Holy Spirit was in creation. He rested upon the prophets and spoke to them. And there he is again in literally the conception of Christ. There he is again uh, in the anointing of Christ at the Jordan. When John looked up and saw the heavens open And he saw the Holy Spirit descending upon Jesus and he heard the voice of the Father saying, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. That word was Father God baptizing Jesus forward, not backwards, but baptizing him forward into his assignment to serve as the agency of the will of the Father and the will of the Holy Spirit in the earth during those three and a half years. But now... After his ascension, he has given to us that promise. And it was called the promise of the Father. Father is still giving great gifts. And the promise was that he, Holy Spirit, another comforter. He's known by several names. He's called the Spirit of God in Genesis 1 and 2. He's called the Holy Spirit in Luke 11. He's called the Spirit of Grace in Hebrews 10. He's called the Spirit of Burning in Isaiah 4. He's called the spirit of truth in John 14. And he's called the spirit of life in Romans chapter 8. He's called the spirit of wisdom and revelation in Ephesians 1. And he's also called the spirit of promise in Ephesians 1.13. He's called the spirit of glory in 1 Peter 4. And he's called the spirit of Christ in 1 Corinthians 3 and Romans 8. He's called the comforter in John 14. And he's called in Romans 8.15 the spirit of adoption. Pentecost was not just his arrival, it was our gotcha day. It was our gotcha day. Long time ago, okay, just months and months ago, I guess, you heard us preaching about the spirit of sonship. If you remember, we talked about how every one of us had to be adopted by God. We were estranged from him. And he adopts us and he grafts us into the family of God. And now there's one race, one race, many ethnics, many ethnic groups, many, many tribes and nations, but one race. And understand the Bible indicated there's Jews and then everybody else. Either you're a Jew or you're a Gentile. But because of Christ, There's now one race, not two, 
Paul would explain that to us in his epistles. He would help us to understand the power, the, the, the momentum of this brand new race that we find ourselves part of. So I'm not negating or uh, uh, minimizing or taking away anything of the ethnicity that you ha- may have come from. I came from the northern parts of Europe. I'm Norwegian, I'm German, I'm a whole lot of English that I didn't realize, and now I also found out there was a Frenchman in the woodpile. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. <laughs> I'm about as North European as you can get. Hence the reason why I don't tan, I burn. I just, just thought I'd throw that out there. Pastor Cindy is, she is, she is Irish, a whole lot of Irish, and a whole lot of Native American, Choctaw Indian, Choctaw Nation. If you ever need someone to pray about something for you, you bring that request to her. When she starts praying, it starts in the Irish tongue. But after a while, it's a hot, devil gone stomp you. You know, they're laughing harder over there than you are over here. And I'm over here. You're scared. Okay. But one nation, uh, uh, excuse me, one race, many nations, many ethnos, one race, the human race. So the value of all. Holy Spirit, though, needed to come and give us a gotcha day. Who knows what a gotcha day is? A gotcha day is the day that you adopt that child or that person, you know, in your life. It's, it's, a, it's adoption day. Uh, I, I know what that's like. Uh, we experienced it. It was we were at the court. and we, we learned the power of what gotcha day is. Holy Spirit wants you to know today that there was a gotcha day for you. The cross made way for the adoption. The empty tomb is the proof and the power of the purchase price for your life from death to life. But on the day of Pentecost is the adoption day. It's the gotcha day when Holy Spirit got a hold of us. Because it wasn't just something on you. Have you ever had something on you? I've had something on me before. I, I, I had, a, had a bug on me one time. Pastor Cindy had a bug on her one time before. See, that would be a bunny trail, but so fun. In the middle of children's crusades here in southern Missouri, while we were still um, claiming Michigander status at the time, there was a critter this big, and it was crawling up her skirt. We're in the middle of kids' crusade, and she's singing, and she's out in front of 265 kids, and I'm in behind doing the puppets, and I got both hands going doing puppets and trying to sing into the microphone, and she's supposed to be singing on her end, and then I hear her having what I think might be a Holy Ghost fit at a very inopportune moment in the song. What it was is she finally saw that thing bouncing against her leg was this big old critter with huge old, I mean, all I can say to you is it might have been one of the creatures out of the book of Revelation that crept out early. She went running around behind, (laughs) 
that puppet stage, I'm busting out Pastor Cindy today, and started pulling that skirt off to get that thing away from her. Good thing us Pentecostals wear slips. (laughs) The kids couldn't figure out what was going on. They just thought it was part of the routine. But the adults were split in the gut laughing. Boy, I wish I could remember the point of that story. She had something on her. And it didn't benefit her. It benefited the rest of us with holy laughter, but it did not benefit her. But God, Holy Spirit, has come to be in us. So previous to Pentecost, it, was only, it could only be him coming upon us, him moving us, him, him bringing us into a place of discovery. He'd move on them and they would prophesy. But in the day of Pentecost, God is now in man. He's in us. Not just a divine influence, but the power of God living on the inward part of us. Hence, just before the day of Pentecost, we see the precursor to that, don't we, John? That that Jesus breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. I mean, he's literally prophesying what's about to happen on day 50 when we get to Pentecost. So I'm excited today to tell you in the end of the message. That's cue for I'm really not going to preach much longer. Are you hearing me? (laughs) That on this day of Pentecost, it's a gotcha day. Are you willing Who's willing? Who's willing to let him get you? When I say get you, I mean adopt you, bring you into the family in full course. When you come into the family, you want to treat the other members of the family with respect. Just leverage a moment here. How the bishop... uh, You gotta love his taste... Pink. This chair belongs to Bishop Nathan and now belongs to Carrie. And I think about how many hours he would sit in this chair. He wasn't short man, so when he went to sit down in it, I imagine it sounded like that. This chair has um, had residency in my office for a while. Until it goes to be with you and your family. And this morning, I wanted them to bring the chair out because I wanted to remind you that every one of us need to build an altar and have fresh encounters with more than a divine influence. Do you remember Balaam and his donkey? There's a lot of Pentecostals who really enjoying the ability to operate in gifts of the Spirit. But Balaam and his donkey come to mind a lot of times for me. What are you saying, Pastor Dan? I'm saying that just because we can operate in gifts of the Spirit has not meant that we've actually engaged in a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. So since God loves people so much that if a willing vessel is willing he will function in them in a gift you know the gift in operation isn't proof of anything except you're yielded like a good Balaam's donkey carrying him somewhere saving his life 
by speaking to him. Does it seem harsh? I don't mean it to. I can't tell you how many times when Bishop and I would talk about the Holy Spirit, his eyes would start to fill with water and, and he, would, he would go into, in the conversation, he would go into a place of such intimate relationship with Holy Spirit that I got hungry and thirsty for that kind of walk that he had. So I've had the privilege to sit in the chair and start to visit with the Lord and find myself once again shutting out the, all the noise of the world just to have time with Holy Spirit that he might renew and refresh that on that day, that gotcha day, I yielded myself to him and he came in. And he wanted more than just my yieldedness. He wanted an interpersonal relationship with me. One of the benefits of being able to sit in his chair has been that what is lingering? What is the anointing? How many of your names, I know your names, that he called before the Lord? I know the tear stains on this cloth as he would intercede. Next, he would move from the chair setting in it. He would kneel before it. He would pray and build an altar. And rub these arms. I found myself having a fresh Pentecost, just a fresh encounter with the Holy Spirit as I thought about another man's journey of faith. And I realized that every one of us have people in our lives that have marked your life in such a way where it caused you to just want to know the Lord more. I've read about the people who've done great things for God. And I found out that many of them who did great things for God had great pain in life. And they were willing to go beyond the pain and stay in a relationship with the Lord. And the Holy Spirit is the member of the Godhead who is always keeping us in connection with the mind and the heart of our Father. The scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit searches, yea, even the deep things of God. He, he searches them to reveal them. Holy Spirit is not begging for your attention. He just wants you to know in full availability, he can reveal to you the uttermost depths of God's thoughts towards you. And Jeremiah told us that those thoughts are for good and not evil for a future and a hope. And so I brought this chair out for just a moment because I just wanted to remind you that there has to be times of refreshing. There has to be times of engaging, times of interaction with God. God, the Holy Spirit. I know people who can, they get along with Jehovah. I know some who get along with Jesus. They get along with Jesus because they identify with his suffering. And they've suffered and they've not found healing from the pain. 
And so they see Jesus as, look what God the Father did to Jesus by making him go to the cross. So they can, somehow they connect with Jesus on that level. But a relationship with Holy Spirit will not allow you to stay there. A relationship with the Holy Spirit, when you are choosing to lend yourself to him, for him to live in you, not just divine uh, encounter you or cling on you, uh, but when he comes and lives inside your life, he searches your heart to reveal what needs to be encouraged, what needs to be thrown out. I pray in English. It's my mother tongue. But I found that when I pray in the Holy Spirit, there is a place and a dimension in prayer that I can't get with praying in my, with my mind, you know. When I pray in the Spirit, I find myself hearing the thoughts of God in that moment. And that, that my precious brothers and sisters, that sweet sons and daughters of God was the intention of Pentecost, that he would come and fill your life with immediate, always constant connection with the heart of your Father and the will of your Savior and Lord, Jesus. And that Holy Spirit, not being grieved, but being realized, experienced, would bring transformation. The Word of God tells us that there are even times where you can't even... There's not even an utterance. That's, it's moanings and groanings. There's a sound that comes out of your spirit. It's not even a language. I'm going to ask you to consider that the gifts of the Spirit, if they were ever needed, it's now. But I'm not going to go to people who are mean just because they have gifts. I'm looking for fruit with the gifts. They're louder over here. I'm looking for the fruit, which is the proof of Holy Spirit living in, in us, so that the gifts then will function out of the fruit of Spirit. And then there's this other component. It's the B attitudes. Not the bad attitudes, it's the B attitudes that he's wanting to flow from our life. So on this Pentecost Sunday, as we are moving quickly towards a summer of great harvest. The greatest harvest that's ever been on the planet is now. More souls will come into the kingdom now than have, I think, in culmination up until this point. We've been on the planet as a, as a human race for 6,000 years, just about 6,000 years. We're coming to the close of 6,000 years of human history soon to approach the seventh. The Bible tells us that in the last days he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. He said the old men and the young men will have visions and dream dreams. But the fruit of Pentecost is not my badge of tongue talking the fruit of Pentecost is the ability to walk in power to communicate the gospel as we saw in the video at the beginning. 
The fruit of Pentecost is the gospel going into all the world. I'm asking you to hunger for a fresh encounter with Holy Spirit. I'm asking that if you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you will revive it, renew it. How? Well, Jude says, pray in the Holy Ghost. You build yourself up upon your most holy faith. Paul said, don't forsake prophecy. Don't, don't condemn it. Don't, don't tell people to stop it. And certainly don't stop praying in tongues. In fact, he said, I pray in tongues more than y'all. The guide for us today on this Pentecost Sunday is we've just found out that one of the purposes of Pentecost for us this year, one of the purposes for Pentecost for us this year is that God wanted to reveal that there's an undercurrent of racism and sin in the earth and he wants it destroyed and he does it in the hearts of men. He destroys it in the hearts of men by having a fresh encounter with repentance so that there can be reconciliation. So out of Moses' 613 laws, Jesus cooked it all down to just two. Just two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. I'm going to ask you to prevail upon the Holy Spirit in this season. And that he would begin by changing and bringing transformation right here personally. Lord, search my heart. Know my heart today. And change me. Bring a change. And Lord, any area that I've not visited that needs to be addressed, would you address it? So that it doesn't stop this great harvest that's coming and my participation in that. Can I have an amen on that? And Lord, once again, I will rekindle the altars. I'll find the place of prayer. And I'll be reminded by those who've gone before me that even a pink chair can be an altar or a throne to rule over the powers of darkness by praying mightily through the power of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Cindy, would you come with that song? I asked the Lord about this day and our time with you. I've asked him. Just want to ask you to do something right where you are. Would you just turn your hands towards the Lord for a moment? Just kind of your palms up. It's a sign of receptivity. Holy Spirit, what would you like to do fresh in this heart? Just ask the Lord, what do you want to do in my life now? What is it you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? Before you leave today, my prayer partners are going to be here to lay hands on you if you would like prayer. And there are people who I think are ready for prayer. They would love to pray with you. We'll do that in just a moment. But before we do that, I just want to say that God is going to heal bodies. 
there will be a, a fresh release of the miraculous like you have never seen before. There will be an increase in such a move of God's holy healing power. It will flow like great courses of water. Recently in Michigan, some dams broke and it's just made a mess of things. But when the Holy Spirit breaks the dam, it cleanses and cleans up things. I'm asking that he would break the dam uh, that has held back a flow of the harvest of God and that he would bring a cleansing to the land and to hearts. I'm asking for a fresh Pentecost. I'm asking today that you and I would be willing to say, do a fresh work, a new work in me. So if you're here today and you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, just ask that you would activate, exercise that gift. If it's been a long time since you prayed in the Holy Ghost, today's the day. Once again, to activate that gift. Remember, you receive salvation by faith. We receive Holy Spirit by faith. When Jesus told them to go to the upper room and wait, they weren't tarrying, they were waiting. And there are so many people who tarry for the Holy Spirit for decades, thinking they have to tarry. But the promise of the Father was given and accomplished. I want you to receive freely the indwelling, infilling baptism of Holy Spirit. It brings fire, it brings change, it brings renewal, it brings direction and assignment, it brings empowerment, it brings anointing, it being Holy Spirit's work in us, him, the person of Holy Spirit in us. We receive, why don't we pray this? Just pray it after me today. Father God, your gift, I say yes. Jesus, the promise of the Father, as you spoke to them and you speak to me today, I say yes. Holy Spirit, who has now been pouring out, live in me. And you are here now. I say yes. Live in me to this fullest extent. Live in me completely. I receive you. All that you have for me right now in Jesus' name. And I will rekindle. I will rekindle the altars of prayer, the places of encounter. My heart is open to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray this. Amen. If that's you today, you're willing to receive it, would you stand to your feet? They're going to sing the song. Prayer teams, would you come and just take your place uh, across the front here? And if you're here today and you are needing healing uh, in your body, I want you to be able to receive healing in your body today. I want you to be prayed for. I'm believing that God's got something very specific for you. And um, those of you who I mentioned about the prayer cloth, please be sure to come up. Scott, would you come over here and just stand uh, right there? in the middle so hold them up in the air so those two that I mentioned please come get yours uh, and one of them needs to go to Deborah Newby so I'll give that one to you sister uh, Bev you'll take Deborah Newby's to her and then um, the other one is for you Charles so you and can come and get yours from him as well Father I'm asking that just as we sing this song now that you would revive the spirit of God the Holy Spirit would move 
Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.